The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis Zone. Good day. Good day. And welcome to the Genesis Zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Have you ever tried intermittent fasting and wondered why you didn't get the results that everybody else got? Well, in today's show, I'm going to share what the latest research is saying about the proper intermittent fasting window and what kind of results they're seeing in these studies. And I'll also add to this my clinical experience, what I've seen that I feel like you need to know uh, about when it comes to your genes related to intermittent fasting and how it can make you even more successful. So let's dive in. Intermittent fasting has been, shall we say, in vogue for quite a few years now. It's one of those things you hear, it's one of those words you hear thrown around all the time. Somebody will say, well, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I'm getting these amazing results. And the next person comes along and says, well, I tried intermittent fasting and I didn't get those results. It's really frustrating for me. You know, it's not one of those, it's it's one of those things uh, intermittent fasting is that you either love or you hate. Uh, it's one of those things that you either, either have had success with or you've not had success with. Now, quite honestly, the clinical results that I see with my patients can be quite profound when intermittent fasting is done correctly according to your genes. Now, a recent study out of Germany looked at multiple endpoint measures related to intermittent fasting, such as short-term quality of life improvement, long-term quality of life improvement, fatigue improvement, and safety overall. Now, based on prior research, uh, the best length of time to fast, according to the researchers and and their findings of digging into the literature, was a a fasting feeding window of a 16-8 interval, meaning eight hours of feeding of a feeding window and 16 hours of a fasting window. Now, they found at the end of the study that participants had significant improvement in both long and short-term quality of life. Body pain was significantly reduced, physical health significantly improved, according to personal subjective responses from the participants as well as laboratory markers, and then mental health significantly improved as well. Lastly, they found that fatigue also significantly improved by as much as 25% in a very short period of time. And lastly, no adverse events or consequences were noted by any of the study participants during the study. So for those who didn't get the results they desired with intermittent fasting, uh, why might we be seeing these types of results within this study? Uh, Well, that's a great question, and it's one that I'll answer here, and I've answered many times for clients through the years. Based on my experience of doing genetic testing on my clients uh, as well as myself, I find that there are a combination of factors that come into play when you consider dieting of any kind, but especially intermittent fasting. Number one, we have to ask what kind of 
autophagy genes do I have? Now, autophagy is this complex process that I'm going to make really simple for you really quick. Um, autophagy is literally taking out the trash. It's the body's way of cleaning up cellular debris from old cells that are dying and new cells that are being manufactured. It's the way that the body sweeps the floor, cleans out all the cobwebs and gets that out of there. If you don't have good autophagy, your, your body's systems, especially your, your metal, your metabolism tend to start breaking down. We now know through research that poor autophagy actually puts a person at higher risk for type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, Alzheimer's, and the list goes on and on and on. So there are four basic autophagy genes that we look at when we are looking at a dietary genetic profile to get the bigger picture. Now, people with abnormalities in these genes, as I said, they're more prone to Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, and dealing with issues like insulin resistance. Now, to kind of drive it home for you, because most of my listening audience is, is, is of the female persuasion, insulin resistance can occur in both males and females. But when it occurs in females, especially during those childbearing years, it often manifests as polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS, because PCOS is an insulin resistant issue. And the insulin resistance causes an, a major amount of chaos with the hormones. And that's where the PCOS uh, comes into play and all the hormone imbalances and, and the consequences that come with that. We've done other shows on PCOS. I'm not going to go into that. You can go back and listen to those. But PCOS is one of those consequences of insulin resistance for women. Uh, but the good news is this, those who have these abnormal genes related to autophagy, they may be at risk for some of these things, but they respond um, remarkably well to intermittent fasting. So it's kind of one of nature's give and take type things in that you're at higher risk for this, but hey, here's the answer for it. And intermittent fasting is your answer. So that's number one. Number two, we have to ask what kind of FABP PPARG, FTO, and adipo-Q genes we have. You see, these genes help us understand exactly how we should be eating when we are doing uh, uh, any kind of dieting, but especially when we're in intermittent fasting and we have a feeding window of, say, eight hours, we need to know exactly how to eat during that eight-hour period. And the problem is, is that most people think because I'm intermittent fasting, the fasting window of 16 hours, 12 hours, whatever you choose to do, but in this study, it shows 16 hours was best. Um, if during your, most people think that my, my fasting window is taking care of all the bad stuff that I can do during my feeding window and I can eat whatever I want to. This is so not true. You can't eat whatever you want. You have to be very specific and thank God we have the technology and the means to be able to check exactly what and how you should be eating during that feeding window. Number three, we have to ask, what do my genes tell me about fat metabolism? I'm not talking about fat metabolism as far as how do you shed fat? How do you get rid of fat? I'm talking about fat meta metabolism as far as how do you process fat 
that is taken in from a dietary standpoint that you eat. Okay. Some people think they can eat a ketogenic diet and lose all kinds of weight. And it's about 50, 50, about 50% of people are successful. 50% are not the 50% that are not have very poor fat metabolism genes. And that's why they fail keto. So there are people who do intermittent fasting that think during my feeding window, if I just do the intermittent fasting over here and I do keto during my feeding window, I'm going to be great. And they get through those the, the end of their intermittent fasting trial and they're a net net of zero. They haven't lost anything. They haven't gained anything. And then I have some people that actually gain weight during that time because they are poor fat metabolizers and they're on the wrong diet. They're on a ketogenic diet. Um, so we, it's, it's very important for us to know exactly how you're metabolizing fat. So that's number three. And lastly, number four, we have to ask, what is my PPAR alpha or my P PPARA status? PPARA is the gene that tells us whether or not you're going to be successful with intermittent fasting. You see some people that have the PPARA, PPARA gene, they don't do well with intermittent fasting. Now, this brings up a really important question. Do I have people in my clinical experience that have the PPARA gene and they do well with intermittent fasting? And the answer is yes. It's because they have other genes in place that are picking up the slack. Now, are their results as robust as they could be, uh, could have been, or that I get with other people? No, they're not, but they still have results. The PPARA gene is slowing them down a little bit, but it doesn't mean that we can't use the inter intermittent fasting as a tool. It just means they're going to respond more slowly. And in some cases, if, if the genes or the stars don't align up, they don't respond at all. So it's really important to look at the PPAR alpha gene and understand what's going on there. Um, as I've said many times, our genes are the very foundation of who we are and how we respond to our environment. We receive half of our genes from our mother, half of our genes from our father, and they blend together to make us a unique person that is this responsive vessel to both our external environment and our internal environment. And we have the technology these days to understand exactly how we respond to those environments. So yes, intermittent fasting is good for a lot of people. But if the genetic cards are stacked against you, there may be a better way to achieve the results you want. And you can find that out with your genes. So I encourage you to stop guessing about diet and get to know your genes on an intimate level so you can know exactly how you should be eating. And these aren't fad diets, people. If you eat according to your genetics, it's a lifestyle plan and it's part, it becomes a part of you and it doesn't feel like work because you're eating in, in, um, in cooperation with the genes that you were given and it's, everything just kind of falls into place. I'm, I'm an example of that. I used to be 390 pounds and checking my genetics was one of the, one of the, the, the landmark features in my journey of where I met that, that critical crossroads and started improving. Once I understood that up until that point, I had tried almost every fad diet and on demand and it didn't work. Um, so if you're curious about how to check these genes specific to intermittent fasting or dieting in general and want to know more about that, you know, please feel free to reach out to me 
on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn even um, at Dr. Brian G. Brown. And I'll be so glad to help you out, answer any questions that that I possibly can. Most informed, most trusted, and uh, truly grateful that you spent this time with us today. I know you could have been a million other places and you're here. And I thank you for that. Until next time, stay in the zone. I'm Dr. Brian Brown. Yeah.